If you don't hear a fiddle or a steel guitar, a hillbilly singing by the honky town bar. Welcome back to Building Bach, and I'm your host, Jason Spies. In this next segment, we focus on that energy ag relationship. For this feature, we talk with Expansion Energy's co-founder, Jeremy Doctor, Brad Crabtree, Vice President, Fossil Energy for the Great Plains Institute, and the CEO of Dakota LNG, Patrick Hughes. This is Jeremy Doctor, Expansion Energy. If you can't move to it, groove to it, up and slam some boots to it, party to it all night long. If it ain't about whiskey sipping, guitar picking, tractors, trailers, trucks, or prison, man, it ain't a country song. I'm Jeremy Doctor. I'm the co-founder and managing director of Expansion Energy. Ag and energy. Um, there seems to be a, uh, a coexistence or a kind of a merger in many forms with ag and energy. Uh, ethanol is probably the most common example that you can, you can bring up. Um, have you got any comments on the uh, evolution of this merger happening between ag and energy? Because a lot of people think they're on opposite sides, but when you really look at it, they really have to learn how to work together because, quite honestly, they're sharing rails and they're sharing all, everything now. Yeah. Land, everything. Yeah, it's quite true, and you are correct that there needs to be good, harmonious coexistence for both to thrive, and they can. And I think, by and large, in North Dakota, that is exactly what has happened, and that uh, even the ag community recognizing that the uh, oil and gas industry has brought an awful lot to the state. Um, in fact, uh, there are uh, synergistic opportunities. Uh, some people are well aware of this, but uh, for the general public, um, we have all of this surplus natural gas, which can be used to create ag fertilizers and now we're even seeing proposals several within the state of North Dakota to do multi-billion dollar fertilizer projects using all of this associated gas that we've got in abundance here in North Dakota so the ag community will benefit greatly uh, from that because uh, in times past there has been difficulty in getting uh, producers ag producers getting their hands on fertilizer at the right time in the planting cycle etc so having close to home production uh, will certainly help the ag producers not to mention um, of course uh, now that we've got the oil and gas industry producing a lot of crude here. That has stimulated companies like uh, MDU, Calumet, uh, to put uh, diesel refinery projects uh, in place and to provide more diesel fuel, which the ag community desperately needs uh, in certain times of the uh, the year, certainly uh, planting and harvesting time. So there is uh, definitely some convergence, I think, here of interests as long as everybody is uh, smart about uh, keeping their eye on the, the big picture. Um, I think it's going to be a, a pretty strong mutual harmonious existence. Where are you from? I'm from Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, born and raised? Or? Yeah, born in Minot, raised in Bismarck. Um, and it's still home today. Just your observation. Uh, and that was Jeremy Doctor of Expansion Energy. Next, Brad Crabtree, Great Plains Institute. I'm Brad Crabtree. I work for the Great Plains Institute. It seems there is a coexistence, a merger between ag and energy and a lot of different levels. Um, ethanol is probably the most popular one, but it's it's happening more and more. Um, just comments from you. Uh, uh, agree, disagree, or what do you think? I agree, and I we, you know, we've been going through a boom phase in the buck, and, and that's starting to mature now, and, and people are starting to look longer term. I would, one of the couple of things that I, where I could see the ag economy and the Bakken energy economy come together in some profound ways. One is in the area of fertilizer production. We have all this shale gas, over 30% of which is currently being flared. Um, one of the major feedstocks for producing commercial fertilizer all over the world is natural gas. 
they take natural gas and they basically turn it into ammonia, which becomes fer commercial fertilizer. And our entire ag industry depends on that type of fertilizer. So to the extent that we can take some of our uh, Bakken natural gas production and produce fertilizer here, we're producing a commodity that's very expensive for farmers. We're generating income and jobs from the fertilizer production here at home, so we're, we're basically recycling all that money from in the ag economy and keeping it within the state. That would be very exciting. The other thing is that when you produce fertilizer from natural gas, one of the byproducts is carbon dioxide. And we can take that carbon dioxide and turn it around and use it to produce more oil. And so you get this virtuous circle, right? Where, and that's an example of an absolute connection between ag and the energy economy. Another, which I'm really excited about, <clears throat> but it's, it's long-term. But I think we'll, we could get there someday if we, if we showed some leadership and, and started looking seriously at it. Um, there's the potential to have ammonia which is now used in fertilizer. If you go around rural North Dakota, what do you see? The big um, uh, anhydrous ammonia tanks, and you've got co-ops that manage that supply of anhydrous ammonia for farmers for fertilizer. Well, ammonia can also be a fuel. And if, you, if we produce that, that ammonia from natural gas, take the CO2 as a byproduct, we can basically have a fuel that's essentially zero carbon, no CO2 emissions. And in and, and our ag economy, we have all the infrastructure over time where we could use that low carbon or zero carbon fuel in agriculture. So there's, that'll, that'll take some time, not going to happen overnight, but looking way down the road, that's another way where I see our farm economy and our energy sector coming together. Transition into the uh, farm economy for just a second. How is your uh, grass-fed lambs doing? We'd like to give you a plug for your grass-fed lamb, which is featured at the Toasted Frog in both uh, Bismarck and Grand Forks and soon-to-be Fargo. Soon-to-be Fargo. It's going well. You know, it's, I, I, I earn my living working on energy policy. Our ranch, it's a serious ranch. I tell people it's more than a hobby, but, but not big enough to be a living. Um, but we have a flock of over 200 sheep, and uh, we continue to sell our lamb, as you pointed out, to the Toasted Frog. Um, and individuals all over North Dakota, and I actually uh, even sell our lamb to uh, folks on the east and west coast sometimes, all over the Midwest. And uh, it's, our, it's our own way to get a little extra. We could just sell the lambs live, but instead we grow them up and, and sell the product, and it's our own little way of adding value to income to our ranch operation, and it's a family, family enterprise. And one of the things that we really get excited about is that we... It's grass-fed lamb, so we uh, we just just they graze on pasture and then have hay, hay and alfalfa in the winter, and um, we also age the lamb, and that's something that's actually very unusual. Uh, dry aging is something that's done with beef a lot, but very very unusual in lamb, and so we get a lot of great feedback from folks that they've never had lamb quite like that, and and we we're excited to obviously to have customers that that have that positive reaction to our product. Well, we may have just turned a few heads in Belfouche, you know, that's the wool capital of the United States, so there's a few <laughs> few lamb lovers in the Belfouche area, indeed, I'm sure. Indeed, and they're also, talk about ag and energy, Belfouche is here at the conference trying to capture benefit from being close to the Bakken. <laughs> uh, and that was Brad Crabtree of the Great Plains Institute. Next we have Patrick Hughes, CEO of Dakota LNG. What, what are your thoughts on uh, the 
I guess, the coexistence or the merger of ag and energy together, whether wow. it's from distribution or from natural gas or whatever? I think it's huge. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Governor Downrimple says it best, that value-added agriculture is a big part of the North Dakota's past, and it's a big part of today, and it'll be a big part of tomorrow. And I think when you look at what's going on in the Bakken, the idea of using value-added natural gas products inside the ag business and to complement the ag business is, it, I think there's a remarkable opportunity. I think it's important um, to the viability of both businesses, and I think the sky's the limit. And that was Patrick Hughes, CEO of Dakota LNG. To listen to the entire interview with Patrick Hughes, Brad Crabtree, or Jeremy Doctor, visit our website at buildingthebakken.com. Or to listen to other features on the ag energy relationship, visit our website at buildingthebakken.com. This segment is sponsored by Montana Rig Mats. Better mats, better prices. That's Montana Rig Mats. Better mats, better prices. So with your feet ain't stopping. We're gonna do a good old-fashioned Bakken barbecue. Hal Burton has been cooking for two days. Uh, they've cooked 2,500 pounds of pork, 800 pounds of sausage, uh, over 500 pounds of chicken. So banging uh, and the vocals are Everyone's favorite are the fish tacos, but they've got burgers, steaks, salads, I mean pretty much everything. Hear it on the radio and don't turn it up, brother, it ain't country, no. I come here and the first experience was, oh, where are all the rigs? Because you have so much country here. If it ain't about whiskey sipping, guitar picking, tractors, trailers, trucks, or prison, man, it ain't a country song. In a car, they're in a tent, they're in some other building that's not meant for human habitation. We've actually found people living in haystacks, in uh, grain bins. We found one guy that uh, basically gets shelter in a culvert each night. This was one of those stories where one reporter can't cover. There's too much happening at one time in too many places. If you hear it and it ain't stuck in your head all day. Got a pop back and it's sung the wrong way. If you're not making money in the Bakken, you just truly are not thinking hard enough. Brother, it ain't country, no. Looking for a helping hand. Look at the end of your doggone arm. North Dakotans aren't looking over their shoulder for the government to help them. Some furco wearing wannabes producing your stuff. And brother, you ain't country, no. If you can't move to it, groove to it, up and slam some boots to it, party to it all night long. If it ain't about whiskey sipping, guitar picking, tractors, trailers, trucks, or prison, man, it ain't a country song. As long as I'm working, my mom and dad are happy. Okay. <laughs> and a shower. Well, that was always the key, especially going to Thunder Bay. Brother, it ain't country, no. Yeah, and he doesn't like life, I guess. Well, <laughs> starts Insanity, right? North Dakota, the Bakken Plague. Brother, it ain't country, no. Since 1979, MBI Energy Services has committed to responsibly growing with today's oil and gas industry by providing proven experience, strategic locations, and integrated services. MBI Energy Services is well established and its innovation in safety and excellent customer service is what truly makes MBI Energy Services the oil field service professionals. MBI Energy Services, the cutting edge in oil field safety solutions. Learn more at mbienergyservices.com. 